All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? BC here, another episode. I got my my homeboy here, Ivan, Ivan, whatever. It's all good. That's <laughs> a part good. of the show. Uh, so we brought him on. I actually met him through Brian, my trainer in calisthenics, um, and he had a cool story. He came to the last event that we did here for the Miami Business Connection, which we're doing again tomorrow, Saturday, January 6th. And I wanted to come on and interview him because I think he has a, a cool and interesting story for everybody. So my friend, welcome uh, to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Brian. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here, honestly. Uh, you know, from the moment we met, I think uh, everything that you had to say was very, uh, very on point and very uh, interesting to me. So uh, being here is a pleasure. So thank cool, you. Man. Thank you, bro. So a uh, quick introduction. You know, everyone's looking at you like, who's this guy? Absolutely, absolutely. So my name is Ivana Larcon, originally from, originally from Mexico, entrepreneur at heart. Um, and just, you know, a big focus on hospitality, telecommunications, yeah. um, also involved in some other businesses such mm -hmm. as uh, importation of goods from uh, Mexico. Cool. Um, cool. And now really trying to dive into construction and real estate game as well. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting for sure. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, born and raised in Mexico? Or? Born and raised in Mexico, Monterrey, okay. 100%. Orale, way. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But obviously, I identify with both cultures. Been, yeah. been in the United States for quite quite some time cool. now, for sure. So, uh, Monterrey, and then at what age did you move here, and where did you go originally in the U.S.? So, my hometown in the United States, I would say, is Houston, Texas. Cool. So, uh, I uh, actually moved when I was six years old for the first time. Cool. Uh, did elementary in, in Houston, Texas. That's where I kind of learned all my bases. And then I actually went back to Mexico for middle school and high school. Uh, cool. And at that moment, uh, I was involved in, in sports, uh, soccer. So I had to make decisions because I was yeah. trying to play the professional route, which yeah. was, you know, it's a tough road. Yeah. Or come to the United States for college and kind of get uh, that paid for through sports. So I came cool. to the United States like for college. Cool. Where'd you go to college? Uh, so I uh, ended up going to Iowa for the first year and a half. Bit cold for my uh, <laughs> for <laughs> my tasting, and uh, yeah, yeah. I ended up here in uh, South Florida at Nova cool. Southeastern University. So cool. graduated computer science uh, many moons ago. <laughs> cool. So is that how you ended up? You know, finally like normalizing and staying in South Florida was that move from Iowa to the university? Yeah. So here in uh, I, so obviously you know the 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 soccer world's a very small world. So you mm -hmm. know a lot of people, and yeah. uh, I you know I had a, a good run in Iowa, and so I had some people that were down here in South Florida and said, hey, cool. listen, uh, why don't you come down here? There's opportunity. Yeah. Obviously, education was a big piece of it. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Nova Southeastern was a great fit for me. Cool. Uh, and that's how I ended up in South Florida. Cool. Yeah. Now, uh, we were talking off camera. Did you end up playing professionally at all? So, I played professionally before college in third division. Oh, wow. So, cool. as 16, 17 years old. Nice. Uh, but, you know, it is a, it is a tough road. So, yeah. uh, and coming from a family where education was super important, yeah. it was like, all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's think about college yeah, education. Yeah. Still play sports. And, yeah. you know, I heard that in the United States, they give uh, scholarships for, you know, playing ping pong. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. might as right. well take advantage of it. So, that's how I ended up doing that. So, did you grow? up like with soccer as a passion of yours it's the number one passion that yeah. i have absolutely yeah. so you know obviously that tra was transmitted to my uh, my children as well cool. but i literally could play i mean i played since i could walk yeah. And continue to do so every once in a while. I love that, bro. I got to introduce <laughs> you to my pops, right? Oh, you guys will get along. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, now I found out that you yeah, have an Argentinian yeah, background. Yeah, you must yeah. be extremely happy bro, right now. Bro, my dad. I don't know if you ever saw that viral video of that old dude uh, watching a game yes. back in like 2010. So that, like, my dad's a little bit more calm than him. Okay. But when the game is on, bro, especially like when the Olympics are on, yeah. he fucking goes nuts. And, and I wish I could have recorded some of those moments, bro, because he would have been viral too, of right? Because that dude is still famous. 
famous to this day in Argentina because he just got famous yelling at the TV watching a game. And I'm like, man, that's the average person over there and Argentina, who's passionate. Yeah, yeah, Argentina takes passion to another level. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially with the <laughs> la groserías. Sí, sí, it's sí, crazy, sí. man. La puta que la puta. Yeah, yeah, so the cussing, if you guys aren't aware, is like I think Argentina is probably number one in probably, regards to the probably. level of cussing. It's ridiculous, right? So cool, man. You do all that, right? Um, so you played pro a little bit before. So after college, like when you graduate, was there like, do I want to pursue soccer? Like what happened immediately after that? Well, there was uh, that opportunity. Obviously, that was the, the number one goal. Uh, yeah. But, you know, there was also personal decisions that uh, came along. Yeah. Um, so I, by, by 22, I was a father. So, of course, you know, oh, I had to take oh, uh, responsibility nice. in that. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I have my education. Let's focus on that. So I went into the corporate world. Okay. Um, so I was in telecommunications for about a decade. And nice. um, it, was a, it was a tough time. It was a tough time in the 2000s. Uh, yeah, I graduated yeah. uh, 2001. And. Uh, it was tough because uh, telecom was on on the on the downside, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even though I was able to you know climb the corporate ladder, it was still mm-hmm. a corporate mm-hmm. ladder. And I think yeah. the uh, the turning moment for me, you know, I got to a point where I had you know people working for me, et cetera, et cetera. But layoffs were mm-hmm. just you know every day. And uh, when I started at uh, at my company, it was about a hundred thousand employees worldwide. Wow. When I left a decade later, it was down to seventeen thousand. Wow. So as you can imagine, the environment wasn't the, the yeah. best, yeah. the best. But the key point for me to realize that I needed to do something else for myself mm. was when I had to sit down and had to deliver a, a, a package to somebody that had been there for about 25 years, wow. you know, in their mid 40s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and I've always been that type of person, a leader mm. that, that uh, doesn't impose by, by fear, but tries to be part of the team. Mm. Uh, so I had a great relationship and it was very difficult for me being, I think at that yeah, time, yeah. 20 to deliver that message to somebody that had been there for 25 years and I yeah. realized okay I need to wake up I need to do something else for myself yeah, 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 and yeah. Uh, and really not uh, not be that person at 45 50 years old yeah, that, yeah. that gets delivered that message yeah so that's when I decided to venture out into com- something completely completely different which was the restaurant industry yeah and before we get to that um, how did the whole real estate crash and ordeal did that hit like your industry really hard back in like 07, 08? Or was it already kind of on a steep decline before that? Well, it was actually part of my life because obviously real estate, you know, before that 2000s, everybody here, especially in South Florida, was like, hey, let's buy a house. Let's leverage this. Let's leverage, let's let's utilize that. I was part of that, but I was also part of the 98% that uh, had a tough time during that that period. Mm. So it did affect me directly. And and even within the business, you know, obviously everything just uh, was on on a down climb. Yeah, yeah right. that was sure. a tough time for everybody. Yeah. I remember my parents too. They bought a. They had the idea of eventually moving out to New Mexico. Okay. Because they love, like you know, I guess the feel of New Mexico, which blows my mind. I mean, shout out to New Mexico. <laughs> no, but for sure. I went to high school there, bro. I went to military school really? in high school. Yeah, it's a different story for a different I, day. I actually was there for nationals during college yeah. in Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. So the school I went to was in Roswell, bro. The okay. alien town. Okay fucking shit town right shout out to the people in roswell but i didn't like the town going from la to roswell bro is like well listen i think we had the same thing iowa yeah, yeah, the same thing, bro. but it's, it's funny because iowa yeah. was a great time let me yeah, tell you yeah. oh i bet bro i bet <laughs> cool so um okay you take the step out and this is like 2010 2011 you said 10 years yeah so it was about uh, it was actually two, uh, 2009 2009 the, when okay, i cool. had to really make decisions yeah. because i had gotten to a certain point within the corporate world that uh, yeah. that they told me hey listen your position's gonna end in one year. Yeah. So I got the I got the little bit of. Uh, At least they told you. Yeah, yeah. they told yeah. me. So yeah. I had twelve months to really figure out what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, and that's when I had to make decisions. Yeah. We had gone through the hard times of the two thousand eight, so it, it had to be something different. Cool. You know? 
and where did the whole hospitality business come in? It's, it's funny. It's funny you ask because it really comes out of uh, being hungry and mm. being in college in the United States. So yeah. for for me, you know, uh, having done high school in Mexico, mm-hmm. it, it, the typical was like, all right, hey, listen, let's go have some fun party, or whatever. And yeah. two, three in the mornings, you want some tacos, right? Yeah. You know, after yeah. you've been drinking, having yeah. fun, and uh, South Florida was not very uh, prominent in Mexican food. So yeah. you know, uh, of course, you know, I, I don't consider myself myself a chef but you know I'll jump into a kitchen kitchen with anybody yeah uh, so I, I call myself like a cooking aficionado right yeah. <laughs> but it's all about calling family and saying hey how do you make this how do you make that and then yeah. it just started developing so I did yeah. a lot of that through college and you know mm. so what I started to do and it was very interesting is uh, one day I came into the office with yeah. you know a jar of salsa that I had made at home yeah. and just shared it over lunch with uh, with a co-worker and uh, he tried it he's like wow this is really good can you make me one yeah and then that really just con- took took off and it mm. evolved so um during the time of, in the corporate world i would literally take like little carts of of, uh, of jars of salsa and boxes <laughs> and literally sell them uh, and then that evolved into like a catering business yeah. while i was still working yeah. but out of my house so yeah. that was you know small scale nice. but but i was busy on the weekends and then yeah. i said okay like maybe maybe we got something here yeah but making that jump into like really signing a lease, mm. having overhead was something that at that yeah. moment was I was more cautious about, right? Yeah. yeah. So now when I uh, when I uh, received the message that uh, that I'm gonna you know my job's gonna end in a year, mm. you know you, I could have made the transition to another corporate job, but like, yeah. I was honestly I was getting bored you after being a, yeah. being an athlete all my life, sitting yeah. behind a desk. Uh, answering emails, answering phone calls. It's yeah. like, it got a little boring. It right. got a little boring. So I was like, you know what? I need to do something different. Why don't we open up a restaurant? Uh, yeah. But let's do it cautiously and find something that's small. We'll develop the catering mm. business. But I decided to do that all during that year. Mm. In 2009, which everybody thought was absolutely crazy because yep. we yep. had just gone through the recession. I was like, what are you doing? Everyone else is retracting. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's hiding. Yeah. And uh, I just wanted to do something different and, and do it for myself. So yep. I... Uh, I, I exchanged my, you know, my 10 by 10 office, so to speak, yeah. in the corporate world for a uh, uh, grind uh, 24 hours a day. So it was yeah. uh, it was interesting, but it paid off. It yeah. paid off yeah. And it's interesting because like uh, from the outside, right, I don't know too much about the hospitality business and the restaurant industry. But like one thing I've, I've learned is like the margins are pretty thin. And they are. unless you really take off, that's an industry where most people fail and pretty miserably. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you make it to two years, like you, you're doing really great. And, and honestly, four out of five businesses fail so I, I went in knowing that but yeah. you got to believe in your product you got to believe in what you're doing and mm-hmm. if you think you're going to fail don't even start yeah, right? yeah. Uh, so you know I had that mentality and uh, honestly I as I as I mentioned I, I associate with both cultures you know United States and Mexico yeah so I really want to take the roots and, and family uh, cooked meals but with the epitome of the American process yeah. and what do I mean by that like At a that, fusion yeah, yeah so because yeah. that's really that's yeah. really who I am yeah. you know, I understand both and and, and, yeah. and and can associate but at that moment it was like the Chipotles of the world mm. were at its peak you know they had 1500 stores of nationwide yeah, yeah, yeah. and they would ask me oh so what's your goal I was like to take Chipotle down you know yeah, yeah. but I uh, for me for me I, yeah. I, I literally sat at Chipotle for six weeks uh, from dusk till dawn and just observed observed yeah. and observed and learned and learned yeah. um, and, and that's really how I incorporated my business mm. so I had a very similar uh, concept but with authentic Mexican food and I think mm. that was one of the successes that yeah. that took me to and all of us again here locally in all South here in Florida. South Florida, Davie, Florida. That's where I started. Yeah, cool. Which isn't too far from here, right? And, <laughs> exactly. and you know, it's interesting because I mentioned that to like Brian too and other people. I'm like, man, 
like when I moved here up until meeting you, the only other Mexican person I met was a girl who said hi to me at the beach. And she's like, oh, I follow you, right? She's like, I'm the only Mexican here in South Florida, which cracked me up. But when I look around too, I don't see, like, I'm like, I would tell my friend, uh, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Pablo, he's Uh from Mexico City. He's a Chilango, right? Chilango, Chilango. Yeah, pinche Chilango, right? Exactly. And he's a good friend of mine, but I'll tell him, I was like, bro, if you came here, Right, and you opened up like a, a fucking taqueria, like you would crush it because I feel like that's a gaping hole here in South Florida, like authentic Mexican food from a Mexican that's from Mexico. Exactly. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Did you kind of that's, see that? That's and, exactly yeah. what the what the goal was, and yeah. uh, and mine was really a taqueria, a taqueria. Yeah. You know, fifteen yeah. different types of uh, meats, ordered tacos. Yeah. I mean, you're from California, so yeah. to you, it's uh, you know every day, every block, bro, every you know? block, yeah. And, yeah. and good ones as yeah. well. Yeah. So you know, I've experienced that in California, and here that didn't yeah. exist. So uh, that's that's where I said, okay, we, we have we have potential here for sure. Yeah, did it take off right away? Or? So it, it was interesting. So I told you I wanted to start small. So I actually found a 500 square foot location. So you know, you being in real that's estate, like from here to the board, bro. literally like, actually yeah, yeah. 10 feet wide by 50, the smallest yeah. thing, yeah. and about 85 percent of it was kitchen. Because the reality is yeah. that I was going to start as a uh, as a catering business. Mm decided to do takeout for fun. I had 50 square feet of customer space, yeah. one table. Una mesita afuera. Una mesita afuera. <laughs> and uh, we would joke around because we yeah. would say that uh, we would offer curbside seating. <laughs> curbside seating. But, so it started to take off. Yeah. And, and what I did realize is that uh, obviously first couple months were like get to know, like yeah. keep going. But then there was a moment where I, I noticed that I needed to grow. Yeah. And that was when um, when I had a, a group of uh, gentlemen that were all in suits, yeah. you know, from the corporate world coming in for lunch. They opened up the door and they Damn. saw that there was no space. Yeah. They literally turned around and left. And I was Damn. like, oh, that yeah. hurt. That yeah. hurt. So I needed to take out, uh, you know, I needed to grow. I needed to expand, do something. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny story behind it. So uh, the, the restaurant's name was El Agave Azul, which is oh, what tequila's nice, made nice. out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in reality, not a lot of people know what that yeah. is. So on the outside, as a sign, instead of that, what I did is I put tacos. Nice. So, you know, general... Uh, Nobody general. can miss it. Nobody yeah, can yeah, miss yeah, it. Yeah. And that's actually what drew a lot of people to come even explore, you know, nice. and try. Nice. But next door, there was a uh, puppy store where yeah. that, uh, you know, a small store that yeah. just wasn't doing well, but they put puppies outside of their sign yeah so and there was literally six inches in between our signs <laughs> <laughs> so people would come in and say is your name taco puppies <laughs> and we would joke around with all yeah. that stuff yeah. um but uh, eventually they uh, moved out and i took over that space and mm. that's completely changed the game and then you added right you had your 500 you took exactly. over that spot too exactly. what was the time frame from starting to taking over that i actually that did place? that under a year wow yeah cool yeah. so as soon as you acquired that spot did it blow up or what was that process well like? so i was obviously you're, you're nervous you know you're yeah. Expanding, will there be enough people? Because you have enough people to, to fulfill the small space, right? Yeah. Are you going to have enough yeah. uh, to to kind of fill That's up the, the space? Risk now. That's the risk. There's but you always saw it a as risk. a calculated risk. Absolutely, right? absolutely, yeah. because there was a following. There was already somebody there, and okay. you know it was very cool. We, besides the curbside seating, you realize that you needed to offer something else because people would actually bring. Um, picnic tables that are like camping type and they would literally open to them up at your restaurant yeah, on the sidewalk wow. so somebody brought a camping bro that's incredible it's, and, and this is all like pre-social media era too yeah. now that shit would go viral dude yes. that's insane uh, yeah, yeah absolutely but that tells me that it's almost like you you had like that cult fanaticism for your stuff because people are willing to 
overlooked that stuff. Yeah. Bring their own picnic. Like, wow. Dude. There was three three yeah. things that I always joke around about. Curbside yeah. seating, right? Yeah. We had the one table, which was the VIP seating. Yeah. And then the uh, the fact that people would turn around their trucks, you know, open up the, the bed and, wow. and sit in order to Damn. be able to eat. Damn. And, that's of cool. course, the picnic table. That was, that yeah. was like, the, the best. <laughs> uh, that's incredible, bro. That's incredible. Yeah. So you did all that within a year, which is incredible. Um did you expand after that or where did, cause I know before we, uh, we started, you mentioned that you had gone to California too. So how did that play? Yeah. So this whole at, at, uh, you know, over a period of five years, it became uh, four locations here in South Florida. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, right. that, that first one, once we saw the expansion, you know, we were very fortunate enough to fill it up and we had yeah. a constant, by the uh, way, real quick, why Davie? Is that like where you were staying? So or? I lived in Weston. So okay. Davie was a close location oh, to where cool, I was. Cool, cool. Nova Southeastern was, okay. so it was, it was known, uh, known territory for me okay and i think for me one of the key points was that the location even though it was very small the overhead was very calculated risks uh, okay. to me that was Makes the determining sense. point honestly the plaza is still there you know it's uh it's not the best but yeah, yeah. but it was the little engine that could for yeah. sure uh, were all the locations in broward did you have any in miami dade so or? we had one in miami dade so doral uh okay, two cool. uh two in davy I, I put one another one closer to nova southeastern trying to capture the college crowd perfect uh and then uh the flagship store which we built from the ground was uh fort lauderdale so oh, you wow. know different different crowd Dope. Dope. in in each location so it was amazing, it was very bro. Cool. Congratulations, yeah, man. Was, That's amazing. It was and exciting how old you at the time again when you were doing that? So uh, at that time, I was about 34 when I started. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Dope, yeah, bro. That. Hell yeah. Exactly. So where does Callie play in? So, well, there's a lot to the story. And, yeah, uh, we're ready. Yeah. We're ready. It's been juicy <laughs> so far. So we progressed, you know, you know from, yeah. from one location. Nova Southeastern was number two. And then the opportunity to grow to Fort Lauderdale was mm -hmm. uh, option number three. And then opportunities fall into your lap, which mm -hmm. sometimes you're like, no, absolutely, I would not do that. Yeah. Uh, but the Doral opportunity fell as I was building uh, Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Um, and I'm the kind of guy that says, yes, I'll figure it out like, yeah, yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, and I decided to open up two restaurants at the same time. One yeah. of the craziest things I've ever done in my life. So you shoot first, <laughs> ask questions later, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, like, hey, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so by uh, 2015, 2016, the four locations. Yeah. Uh, so as you know, here in the United States, Cinco de Mayo is like the epitome yeah, for yeah. Mexican restaurants, right? Yeah. Uh, and I will say throwing one Cinco de Mayo party is like a is big, big deal. Is that big in South Florida too? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, it is big. Cool, it is cool. big. And uh, but throwing four parties at the same time in four different locations, that was interesting. Bro, so talk about operations. That's legendary, bro. <laughs> that's amazing. But man. it was fun. I, yeah, I yeah, really, yeah. really enjoyed that. And from that, you know, there was uh there was uh you know, we took off. We were yeah. at the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, yeah. there was a mm. uh, taco competition in Fort Lauderdale. So there's a lot of activities that we that mm. we did. NBC six, um, yeah. bites with Belkey. So you know, we had the accolades, we had Nice. All the stuff, and um, there was always a word that I used with much caution, which was uh, franchising, right? Because yeah. obviously, at the end of the day, that was the goal. As I told you, for me, Chipotle was kind of like my mentor as how I wanted to yeah, to yeah, grow. Yeah. And um, but and from a business standpoint, from a right? business standpoint, because yeah. I look at it like you know, from what I've seen, especially in California, growing up, is man, so many places like yours would start. And then when they would franchise, I was like, man, it's like they lost the quality. So somewhere it got lost in translation. Was that ever a fear of yours? Well, actually, I went through it because from yeah. one location to two, 
there was yeah. absolutely two different things that were going on mm. and and quality control for me. So at the, I, I'm a yeah. computer science major, so I'm a very one plus one equals yeah, two kind yeah, of guy. Yeah. So process is is super important yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that was the, the base of, of the success. So mm. con, uh, quality control was very important because yep. you didn't want to grow and say, oh, no, that place is better than the other. Yeah, I wanted to, yeah. for you to say, I'm going to go to any of the four and it's the exact same, same thing. Experience, yeah. Same experience. Same yeah. experience. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, that, that was a, a challenge, but you know, you fight through it and, and the end result was a central kitchen and kind of like be able to distribute. So now mm. then you, you turn into like a logistics company because yep. now you have four locations yep. and that complexity was way funner than being in the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. <laughs> you know, cause you're this is your baby problems. that you created. Yeah. So to see it develop like that, I'm sure it made you proud too. And it, yeah. and it was very different because yeah. obviously you can buy a franchise and they'll tell you here is one plus one. Here's, you know, here's the mm. menu, do this, do that. And you'll mm. six. No, we built it from scratch. Like yeah. it was our ideas. It was, and and really, what what the way that uh, to this day I, I tell people that I created the menu was really bringing back memories of my childhood and growing up. Yeah. Being in in high school in Mexico, you know yeah. those tacos that you that you went to to skip uh, class. Yeah. You know that you were looking forward to. Right. You woke up thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Or yeah, you yeah. know the 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 soup that you had on the thirty first at your yeah. aunt's house, or yeah. the meat that you ate at your grandparents. Yeah. And that's really it was recreation yeah. of memories. That's so this is like a passion project for you too. Oh, then. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that's what made it even more fun. You know yeah. that uh, that you got to be passionate about. And people would ask me, so why don't you offer for this type of Mexican food and the answer was is that because I don't like it and if yeah. I can't be passionate about it how am I going to yeah. offer you something that I you're do? not just doing this for the money no, this is no. coming from the soul yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely. Yeah. it was just really sharing my culture that's how it yeah. started and yeah. it just became a passion and it yeah. became a business so it was, it awesome, was exciting bro. yeah yeah. so then uh, if we progress uh, after 2016 I told you one of my uh, my first passions was soccer right yep. so you know play a little professional college what position uh, by the way so I played left back I was a oh, frustrated nice. football Forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I played left funny. back, but yeah. uh, we had a we had a great run at Nova yeah. Southeast University. Made a lot of friends. Uh, I think the the little ball has given me everything in life: opportunities, friendships, uh, showing me leadership, yeah. teamwork, anything you can. Yeah. That that's I think all sports teach you that. You know. Yeah, it builds character for sure. For sure. I did the same thing with basketball, and I played professionally as well. And and I can attest so much of you know my character and what I bring to the table today. Yeah. Or I can even attribute a lot of my success in the entrepreneurial world and real estate because of it. Because what it built, you know, getting the coaching, dealing with competition, understanding that you have to work your ass off, Absolutely. putting passion behind it, putting it first. Like I remember not going to parties or doing things because I wanted to Absolutely. pursue my career. Absolutely. So totally, I can relate. Yeah, no, no, it definitely shows you a lot. So of course, during uh, during this time, my my son, same thing. As, yeah. as soon as he was uh, able to walk, he started playing. Yeah. You know, and uh, at the same time, while I was running my business, I was coaching. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he continued to develop. So by the time that he ended up being mm. 16, which was in 2017, he yeah. told me, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm ready." Yeah. And I said, "Ready for what?" He's like, "I'm I'm ready to explore professional opportunities." So yeah. I was like, "Okay, cool." So we decided to take a trip down to Mexico and, nice. and just. Uh, um, um, try out in various teams nice. and he ended up signing a contract with uh, with the team that I've been a fan of for all my life Tigres 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 yeah. yeah so uh, it was a dream come true and uh, you know I supported him he went out there he was there for a year and a half um, and you know within all these stories and I think that's one of the messages that I've yeah. uh, now understood that I need to share is that Yes, that progress that we talked about sounds great, but there's difficulties along the way. Of there's things that happen. Yeah. Um, so um, 
I, uh, I actually suffered a personal tragedy, uh, and um, that's kind of what changed my life over the last five years. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I talk about it. I got to be open about it. Uh, mm. my, my son was doing great, but he ended up getting very sick and rare disease. Uh, oh, 120 man. days later, he uh, passed away. Really? Yes. Oh, so man. I had to make some, you know, decisions that uh, that drew me away from the hospitality industry. Mm. So as you can imagine, for me, it's uh, it's been uh, it, it was it was a great run. Had to deal with that tragedy that obviously, you know, from from personal standpoint, yeah. family standpoint, we had to deal with, and then begin to rebuild. Yeah. Uh, so that's what uh, been has been the last five years, and that's been yeah. a whole nother story to to yeah. the, to the. Wow, to man! The, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, wow, I had no idea. That must have been heavy, dude. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, you're at the peak of your career. You're developing. Everything you're stepping. Is firing on all everything's cylinders. fire. So not only the passion of you know yeah. him playing, the, but the, yeah. the business is is at its point. Yeah. And then uh, life can hit you hard. Life can hit you pretty hard. It does, man. It does. So you know, you, you go through the the recovery process of that. So what was the first thing that was done after you kind of got back to ground zero? Yeah. So ground zero was uh, it took some time, obviously, yeah. because uh, from a mental standpoint, you had to do. But uh, you said, OK, well, you need to stabilize. What's the mm -hmm. first thing? Well, corporate world was, you know, near near and dear. I, mm -hmm. I, I knew how that go. But being after being out of the game for about 12 years, it was like hard to yeah. get back into it. Yeah. Right. So um, so it's been about three years where I said, OK, let me just stabilize there. But then your mind comes back right because mm -hmm. obviously after suffering something like that you realize all right well we need to keep going life doesn't stop yep. you know mm -hmm. everybody else around you needs you and, and we gotta we gotta do it all over again yep. the cool thing is that you've done it once yeah. you can do it again now mm -hmm. you realize that you know at a different stage in your life you rebuild yep. you uh, have a different mentality mm -hmm. so I, I initially went back into a corporate world just to kind of stabilize mm -hmm. um, because I did have to make financial decisions and had to separate myself from the uh, yep. from the hospitality industry yep. and then uh, you know you begin to network again and yeah. then you you come back and, and 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 that was the the initial step and then the hospitality just calls you back again after right, being awesome because right. you know it was part yeah. of it people know you yeah. so that's uh that's what we're working on now uh the hospitality coming back into mm. the restaurant industry partnering up with the right people nice. but you have a completely different perspective because you're right margins are small you know yeah. it is a tough industry you work 24 hours a day yep. seven days a week mm -hmm. um and and for a while when you're in the corporate world you're like wow you realize that you have weekends like how yeah. does that work you know what yeah. is that for it's new yeah. it's new yeah. but that's the time that you really focus on what are the other projects and now i feel that i'm a, a different person mm. number one because of everything that i went through but i'm able to realize that okay we got to work a lot smarter not mm. harder and be able to focus on different lines of business that you know produce different types of incomes as well so mm. so yeah i think the expansion has now been more broad because before it was like all right the restaurants the restaurants because they demanded that right yeah of course so so now the different yeah. uh the different focuses is what's uh, even more exciting now yeah so in the corporate world uh Again, ground zero, three years in the corporate world? Uh, so, uh, yeah. What did, what did you go back to? Tele telecommunications? Telecommunications, yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so um, that's that was the, the first step, telecommunications. Yeah. But then you realize, okay, well, what else? Like, there's so much time. Yeah. There's so much time left over because yeah. I was used to working 24 hours a day. Yeah, uh, yeah right, right. You know, I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not really. Not really, <laughs> you but really yeah, are. you actually had the dream about when the you business. Sleep, you're thinking about it. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So you understand me. Yeah. Uh, but then you're like, all right, well, what's what's the next step? You know, what is the other mm. business opportunity? And then, you, you know, you start... Um, I think for me, the, the restaurant was my yeah. on-the-street MBA, so to yeah. speak, which at the end of the day showed me a lot of things that yeah. my initial college degree didn't, didn't do it for me. 
two different worlds. That's two what different I tell worlds. People. Absolutely. You know, real yeah. world experience, real world business experience, yeah. right? Getting beat up, having success, having failures. To me, that's irreplaceable. It's the same thing like when I have salespeople or I bring people on to work with me, I make them come up through the school of hard knocks. I make them yeah. go out there and knock doors and make calls because that's the real world experience and skills that you can't replicate in a classroom. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And for yeah. me, that, that, that restaurant experience talking to people, sharing ideas, mm. dealing with customers, it really kind of opened up because I, I used to be a lot more quiet than I than I who I am today. Yeah. But that when you're thrown into the fire, as you say, hard knocks, like you, yeah. you either got to do it or do it. That's you're it. forced in the fire. Yeah? You come out a different Absolutely. person. I'm a 100% different person now after having done real estate and, and put in the work that I did. Yeah compared to before, bro. I remember my first year, I broke down in tears three times because I was like, can I do this shit? Yeah. This is hard. Yeah. Like, how come I'm not doing better? And, you know, you deal with your own personal demons, but you come out of that like a fucking Spartan. You know yeah. what I mean? It's and crazy. It's funny, it's funny you say that because, you know, I went into into sales right after, you know, everything that happened. And the first, the first, you know, six months were really, really tough. Yeah. And then you realize, all right, well, you have to adjust your niche. You have to adjust your personality. You have to change what you're saying. Yep. And then you start seeing success. And obviously that, yeah. that motivates you to, to keep going, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a lot there, bro. Wow. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, man. Yeah, I dropped it. It was heavy, dude. <laughs> um, so, you know, you brought up the future, the adjustments, like, you know, real estate investments. Yeah. What's your mind on now? What's the focus? The, 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 Focus right now is obviously having different streams. Realize that you have to have you, you have to be involved in anything and working smarter. Really yeah. setting up the foundation in order mm. to have that success uh, along the way. Yep. Realize that immediate gratification is not something that uh, yeah. that's going to happen to you. I'm focused on really setting the foundations. Like I told you, hospitality is something that is is, is always mm. going to be there. Mm. Uh, and but I see it from a different perspective. Maybe yeah. uh, from a more of a background, not necessarily being the front of the face of the of the brand. Yeah. Like I used to be before, yeah, so yeah. you know, it, it just—it's the organization is really important. Um, and then, obviously, like I said, other opportunities that rise, like importation of goods, things like that. Mm. So, but still related with food. Funny enough, of course, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's been a focus, and that's really been like talking to people, networking, you know, let, letting them know who you are, what you've done, and then when that happens, you know, things begin to click and things begin to happen. Yeah. Um, so that's one. And then, um, obviously, I met you. I met. Yeah. Brian and and it's funny yeah. because things have beginning to fall into place and I met other people that uh, mm. have also um, had the opportunity and similar situations difficulties and they're like listen why don't we do this but let's do it together as yep. a team we can do it and then you know you're fully involved in real estate and 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 everything that you've said so far is like I, I'm listening I'm listening because and you met David as well and right? David of course yeah, yeah yeah so. And, you know, and I met other people that are involved in construction. And then you start putting all the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzles together. And you're like, okay, well, it's right here. Yep. All you got to do is begin to execute it, yeah. understand it, dive into it, Absolutely. and really, really grasp it. But the opportunity is there. Yeah. And the last thing that I'm scared of is working. So, like, let's let's go do it, you know? Yeah. So that's like, that's yeah. uh, that's really what I've been uh, trying to focus on as well. Yeah. So you brought up, too, that um, you were a coach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Strictly soccer or did you coach anything else? Strictly soccer. Strictly soccer. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously I do have a story. And I think that as my development continues to, to progress, uh, one of the goals from a coaching perspective mm. and, and just, you know, talking to people. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to say that I, I can coach on, on what I've gone through, but it's just share my story. Mm. And listen, if, if you have difficulties and you've been, you know, knocked yeah. to the floor once, you can do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So are you like the coaches I had that you rule with an iron fist and you get on us, especially if someone's good and you want to extract every drop of potential, or are you more on, on more, the coaching uh, on yeah. the coaching perspective, especially in sports? Uh, you know, there's probably a lot of guys out there that are now 25, 28 years old that I coached uh, that will probably tell you that I was a tough coach. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool because yeah, you know, yeah. as I uh, yeah, and the other thing that I'm focusing on is really trying to get in shape and back into yeah. you know more of a, a, a playing category than yeah. you know just just yeah, showing yeah, up yeah, yeah, yeah. right um you start playing against those guys that are yeah. you know 28 30 years old or you know yeah. 25 and you're like they're like coach what are you doing here i'm like hey i'm here to compete with you yeah, yeah but yeah. but it's really cool to meet them after you know 10 years later yeah. and then they come to you and say hey thanks coach for being a hard ass yeah, because it makes yeah. a it made a difference it made a difference yeah. for sure you know i would always ask my coaches like, man i feel like you go harder on me than anybody else but he's like i want to pull, pull the greatness out of you <laughs> yeah. right like i see something in you you dedicate yourself and i know this is gonna you'll thank me later is basically what they would tell me but in the moment you're a kid you're like fuck this guy fuck you know what i mean guy, this is exactly. bullshit. like oh. i have to run extra i have to stay after and shoot free throws these guys get to go home so you know the size yeah. of a soccer field yeah so think about one of the things that i to this day most guys hate me for it Right, corner to corner. Yeah. You literally sprint from one corner to corner and jog the side. Yeah. Corner to corner. But you did yeah. that for a while and everybody hated you for it. Yeah. But ten years later, like, thanks, yeah. coach. <laughs> and they come game time. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, right. And, and that's what I would always remember. I'm like, the game is easy because they bust our ass in practice. Yeah. Like you have to, because when you look at the totality, especially in basketball, unless you're in the NBA and you play like a hundred games, right. 80, 90% of the game time is practice and yeah. 5 to 10% is the game, right? But then I look at um, even how I conduct myself in my business and how I train people now, like on the coaching side in business, it's the same thing. What we show when it's game time is what we did behind closed doors and nobody was watching, course, right? So if we refine your skill set, you know, doing a presentation to a homeowner on the real estate side, and we've drilled that thing a thousand times, yeah. by the time you sit with somebody, it's a master crafted fucking presentation and that natural. people are just like, wow, and natural. Natural. But how do we get to that point? You ain't just gonna show up, you know, taking the crust out of your eyes and doing a presentation. We've drilled it for hours and hours and hours. Repetition. But like we were talking about, that's what the the whole you know that that breeding that we got yeah. and cultivating through sports it right. taught us that and we had the passion behind it too completely you know what i mean completely so i i'm bringing that up because i recommend even if people didn't play sports as as a kid to, as an adult now to get into boxing or get into something to activate that competitive juice do you agree with that oh absolutely i think yeah. it makes a huge difference and, yeah. and you don't have to have played a sport, yeah, but yeah. I think you can incorporate that into yeah. your life now, as you said, whether you get into, into boxing. And it comes down to discipline, right? Yeah, to, yeah, to discipline, yeah. being organized, having a, 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 a defined schedule of activities that you're going to do yeah, and, yeah. and keeping to it. Yeah. Keep into it for sure. Cool, man. So I really enjoyed this episode, uh, my friend. No, We're definitely going to do another one, bro. Oh, uh, I can't, I you can't know, wait. You, you can give us some more stories, bro. <laughs> that, it's cool, bro, to, to hear it because like, whenever I hear about somebody who, like, even just with what you said with like the restaurant business or even your, your journey through the corporate world, it's cool to see somebody take an idea, conceive it, and then see it into fruition. Because yeah, most people, I think, have those ideas, but they won't see it through like you did, right? It is. It is something that is that is challenging, but uh, the follow through is, is super important, especially mm. if you believe in your idea, which yeah. you have to, you know. Yeah. And, and seeing that follow through, I think, is what takes it from an idea to something that can be conceived and, and, and yeah. done. 
And I'm sure at the end of the day, you're super proud about that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't be? You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Cool. For so, sure. Uh, if somebody wants to reach out to you, Ivana, they want to talk to you. Like, is there? Do you have Instagram? Do you yeah, have absolutely. So, do we'll, we'll put the information on Instagram. So, cool. uh, but yes, Instagram and you know, information. I'm I'm open 24 hours a day. I'm that cool. type of guy. So it doesn't yeah. matter. But for sure, we'll give you the information so you can yeah. set it up. On you might have an aspiring you know restaurant uh, uh, owner here who's gonna be like, I gotta pick this guy's brain. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I love to share. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you know, if you've never been into the restaurant industry i've met some people that yeah. want to get into it and i, I just want to make sure hey think about this because at the beginning i didn't know anything yeah. and you think about those first moments and you're like what was i doing yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it'd be it'd be it's much better if you have that that um, advance already absolutely know? bro cool appreciate you being here man yeah right, no, well, i appreciate it thank yeah. you very we'll much see you guys on the next episode peace